It's summer. Are you ready? Because that means it's time for that custom braid style that has you looking flawless as you walk on the beach or sit poolside. Braiders, did you know a cosmetology license is not required for braiding services? So set up your Custom Cuts partner account today and make sure your next client is a custom client. Available on Google Play and iOS. Your style, your way, made custom. Give him the ball. You uh, should just comply. Did we? Did we? Jussie. Jesse. Whatever. You're listening to At the Half. And now, Jackie Ray. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Welcome back to At The Half right here on Backstage, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm your girl, Jackie Ray. You can find me on all things social media at JRayTheFanatic. I know I've fallen off a little bit, but I'm, I'm back on it, you guys. I know my schedule is mad crazy. Thank you to guys, all, all of you who have been following me in my journey with the Long Beach Post, uh, my freelancing at KFI, everything that I'm doing. I just really appreciate you guys following me, the fumble. Uh, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I really appreciate y'all. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm getting more followers on my Instagram page, um, but I've been getting a lot of praise and accolades. So I really do appreciate you guys because it means a lot. Today, uh, this we're going to start out kind of somber because I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am a little somber myself. I'm just, you know, sometimes when, when you're the type of person that I am and you are invested in certain things, especially when it comes to the black community and then things don't go right. Sometimes that stuff just kind of hits you wrong. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Some stuff has just hit me wrong. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to have an honest moment. I know I'm going to say things in this first segment that a lot of you probably are not going to agree with. That's fine. That's, this is aren't, this is not our first rodeo y'all. <laughs> it's not the first time that I have said something that you guys have not agreed with. It will not be the last. This situation that we're seeing with Gabby, though, I don't I don't remember the young lady's last name and I apologize for that. I probably should have looked that up. But the whole situation just frustrates me on a level that I think you probably will only understand if you are a black person living in this country. So every single day on my timeline, I am seeing something either from CNN, MSNBC, Chris Cuomo, um, talking about Gabby and the situation and blah, blah, blah. And I really like Chris, but I am a little bit frustrated with him at this point now. Personally, I don't care about the situation. I don't care at all. I don't care what happened. I don't care who's running. I don't care who's lying about it. And the reason why I don't care, unfortunately, has nothing to do with this young lady. Anytime you lose a, a, a life, especially a young life, it's a tragedy. I don't want to say especially a, a young life. Anytime a life is lost, it is a tragedy unless it's somebody super old who's lived a full life. You know, anyone who's young, functional, and has their wits about them and they go, it's a tragedy. So I don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like I'm taking away from the tragedy of this situation, but I'm tired of every time a little white girl goes missing, we've gotta flood the press with it. We've gotta flood the timeline. And then all of a sudden you get this white dude standing before you talking about, oh my goodness, 
we've got to find her if you've seen her. And then when the ultimate demise comes, then it's like, oh, we've got to bring justice. We've got to bring justice. Simultaneously, while Gabby is missing and everybody from Chris Kumo to everybody and they damn mama trying to seek justice for this young lady, we got Haitians trying to come in at the border getting whipped by slave masters. And now here's the funny thing about that. Let me just digress for a second. So I posted a picture, a picture of that incident First, first thing I posted was a picture. The next thing I posted was a video of these border patrol people taking their whips and whipping these Haitian people as they're coming into the border. The next thing I posted was the press secretary from the White House talking about said whippings from these, these border patrols on the Haitians. Instagram decides to say, hey, what you're saying is not true. Border patrol really did not whip those those Haitians. Let me read you. I, I think I might've, I got so frustrated by that post. Cause I was like, bro, are you trying to tell me that a picture is not worth a thousand words? What are you saying to me right now? It was, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, they really try. Oh, yo, I think they deleted the post, but the warning basically said, this is not actually true. Border patrol. People are not beating Haitians with whips. This, this is where I'm at. These are the type of things that I feel. I don't know if God intentionally is making these kind of inaccuracies, disparages between how we are treated versus how they're treated come to me because he's trying to give me a headache because I have one. <laughs> so that was the intention. Well done, God. I'm here. But you got Instagram trying to tell me that what I saw isn't what I saw. You got Chris and everybody else, Chris Kumo or Como, I always mess up his name, trying to get justice for this little white girl. Every time a white girl goes missing, falls down a well or anything tragic happens with a white girl, it's like everyone in the United States of America has to stop what they're doing and be concerned about this little white girl. Anything, something happens to black people. I, it, it frustrates me because we've literally seen black men get killed by police time and time again. There's zero outrage. It's like, oh, well, maybe he should have just complied. Maybe this. They actually feared for their life. So no dams is given about us. But you flood our timeline with stuff that doesn't concern us. And then if I say what I'm saying right now, like, I don't give a damn about this little white girl because y'all don't get, and I get, I get how that sounds. It's like, oh, you should have compassion. I'm at the point in my life where I am tired of having compassion for people who don't have compassion about us. This shit is frustrating. Like, I don't even know how else to say it. It's so frustrating. Let me let you hear something. This is something that I feel like a journalist worth their salt like Chris Cuomo and CNN and MSNBC should be investigating this. But instead we have people on TikTok and Instagram are the only people that are talking about this. This is infuriating to me. So let me let you hear this. Stop scrolling. This is really important. Alasia Walker, 17, Ohio, went missing May 23rd. Lakia Armour, 16, went missing in Ohio May 23rd. Ian Bletcher, 17 years old, Ohio, went missing May 24th. Emmanuel Moreland, 16 years old, Ohio, went missing May 22nd. Kiara Griffin, 16 years old, Ohio, went missing May 24th. Parrish Smith Jr., 14, Ohio, went missing May 23rd. My question to the state of Ohio is why are there so many black children between the ages of 19 and 14 going missing within the same month and nobody is talking about this? That is a legitimate question. Nobody is talking about this. In fact, I dare to I dare to say if you are black, you probably not. If you're not black, you probably haven't heard about this because the only people that I know that are talking about this are black people. And we are still not 
getting the national exposure about this. Most of these kids, that within less than 60 seconds, I told you about six black kids that have gone missing within days of each other, and it's not national news, but Gabby is? This is one individual versus in Ohio, there is literally an epidemic of black kids going missing and no one gives a damn? But you flood my timeline with news reporters giving compassionate pleas about one person. Not to mention Jelani Day. Now, this situation broke my heart because I and again, this is one of those things where I didn't find out until it was too late. It was too late to have some reporter saying we need to find them and having all eyes around the country on this situation. By the time I heard about it, it was too late. Jelani went missing in August, late August, August. The last time he was seen was in a dispensary. Then his car ended up being found, I think, over 100 miles away from he from where he was. And then the beginning of the month. So this is this is when I finally heard about this. The beginning of September, a body is found. Now, keep in mind when Gabby, when there was a body found in Gabby's situation, I believe that body was found on Monday. By Wednesday, that body was identified. They knew it was hers. This young man's body was found beginning of September, September 4th, if I remember correctly. We didn't get an answer about it being his body until September 23rd. And now the police are trying to say, oh, well, it was because of the condition of the body. I don't know how dental records work where y'all are from, but that should move a lot quicker. Even if you have the urgency of, of saying, hey, there's a mother out here grieving for her child. Let's make sure we get her the answers quickly. There's, there's no compassion in the way they handle this. And if you ask the mother, they stopped the investigation in its entirety because they had found a body and they just wanted to wait and see. So now we're not even looking to tr try to figure out. And here's the thing. I don't know if y'all watched the first 48. The longer this goes unsolved, the more likely it's to be, it is that it will never be solved. This gap, and here's the thing. This isn't new. You can Google right now. I think it's white, missing white girl syndrome or something like that. Y'all can Google it. It's a real thing. And I don't know where it comes from. I, I I saw it. Somebody was like, oh, sent it to me and said, oh, you should read this whole. I don't care about this syndrome. I don't. I am at the point where I don't know how to fix this. And I and I do believe it, it can be fixed by one person. We need to figure out a collective way to make sure that our black young people who go missing for whatever reason, because when you have as many black kids that went missing in Ohio within days of each other, this is a, you, that can't happen unless somebody knows what's happening. And there's gotta be some people that are in on it. That's not a coinky dink. That is not just some random, Oh, this kid went missing. This kid went and all in once. No, something is somebody somewhere knows something. Somebody somewhere in a position of power knows something. You cannot convince me otherwise. In a country that has a preschool to prison pipeline for our kids, you cannot convince me that when that many kids go missing in one area, especially an area that is easily forgotten, you cannot convince me that there's not something malicious and intentional going on in that situation, which would explain why it's not getting national attention, but it still hurts my heart that our black kids are getting out, are out here being overlooked 
I know I say this all the time, but I don't know how else we can do it. I don't know if we need to declare ourselves a sovereign nation and we need to just have our own area where we can take care of our own. But every time something like this happens, it makes me feel more and more unsafe in this country. Because when it comes to us, there's a plethora of excuses why ill will is explainable when it happens to us. But when it's some little white girl, you know, you got to stop the presses and everybody got to look. Everybody should be concerned. Everybody should feel some sort of, I don't know, in their heart. You should feel it because it's this beautiful young little white girl that's gone missing. So my thoughts and prayers are definitely with um, Jelani Day's family. I am so sorry that this country, our media let you down the way that we did. I don't know if we had given this the media attention that it needed if we would have found this young man alive. I do know it's a possibility. But this country doesn't care about black people the way that it should. And so we didn't give you that attention. And I am sorry for that. I don't know how I can help fix that. I definitely want to help fix that. But nonetheless, I want to tell you that I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that we didn't give you the support that you needed. I'm sorry we didn't make you feel like we cared. And I'm sorry now that you probably won't get the answers that you need because you're still in a place where they have shown you that this is just another case of them doesn't really warrant a lot of intensity. I'm sorry for that. I really am. With that said, though, I do want to address some people here in Los Angeles. I don't want to, the same thing to happen here. I don't know if this is going to be like an every week thing that we're going to do on this show now, or if this is going to be something else separate that I'm going to do on my YouTube page, but this is definitely going to happen every single week. So here in LA, Stephanie Davison, 17, she went missing from Lancaster, September 16th. Um, Quentin Berenger, age 17, went missing from Pasadena, September 15th. Um, Kalia Cummings, 15, went missing September 13th from Woodland Hills. Zena McElroy, 17, went missing from Lancaster, August 30th. Every year we hear about some white girl that's gone missing, and every year the entire country rallies behind them, but I want us to rally behind these young people. I want us to figure out a way how we can help these young people. If you're in L.A., spread the word about these young people. We obviously have, we're all we got. I say this all the time, we're all we got, but I also believe we're, we, we are all we need. Let's figure out a way to get some attention on these young people that are missing, and let's do what we can to make sure that they are either A, brought home swiftly and safely, or B, that their attackers, abductors, are swiftly brought to justice. Because I'm telling you right now, guys, if we do not do our due diligence with protecting our own, no one else is going to do it. If this, if this Gabby situation doesn't teach you anything else, it should teach you that. We are absolutely, positively, 100% all we got. So let's do better when it comes to taking care of our own. Again, I know that that doesn't sound right to a lot of you, but you got to understand, man, this is, this is infuriating to me. I am tired of seeing it. <laughs> I really am tired of seeing it. I, wanna, I, I literally want a black-owned, black-governed, black-operated state where at least in that state we know that we have our best interests at heart and we don't fall by the wayside just because we're black because that's what this feels like to me. This young man's case did not get any attention until it was too late just because he was black. And it was only because I believe D.L. Hughley or, or yeah, D.L. Hughley got a hold of it. And I don't even know how many of y'all really know about it. It's sad. It's unfortunate and it's gross and I don't like it. But when we come back at the half, as per usual, we're going to talk about some sports. Once again, I'm your girl, Jackie Ray. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. In today's society, everything your heart desires can be ordered with the simple touch of a device. Mobile beauty services are the newest, fastest growing trend around the world. With this new and literally cutting edge service offered by Custom Cuts Beauty, your braids, lashes, even extensions are done on your schedule at your convenience. Log on to the app, create a profile, add payment information, and our certified specialists come to you in the comfort of your environment. Log on today and make your next... All right, all right, all right. We are at the half of at the half, so that means we're going to talk some sports, you guys. Once again, it's your girl, Jackie Ray. You can follow me on all things social media at Fanatic. <sighs> Calm down a little bit because that first segment got me annoyed. But you know what? I feel like the Texans are probably a little bit annoyed as well. But I believe the Texans kind of brought this situation on themselves. So this is the question that I want to pose to you guys because this was my thought process going into Thursday night game, Thursday night's game. So the rookie, Davis Mills, he did pretty good when he came in from Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor seems to be the guy. If I Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. That's what caused Baker Mayfield to get his job. Then he got hurt with the Chargers. That's what caused Justin Herbert to get his job. And now he got hurt with the Texans, and that's what caused the rookie to have to step up. Tyrod, like, my man. I don't know if the rookies got it yet, but he didn't do bad. Now, they lost on Thursday night 24-9, to but he didn't do bad. He, had, he was 19 for 28, 168 yards and one touchdown. But here was the question that I had going into Thursday night's game. So they're out. The Texans are out. Now, look, let me preface this, because if this is your first time here, you might not know this about me. I, in my heart of hearts, <laughs> believe that these legal woes are orchestrated by the Houston Texans. I get what y'all are going to say. Y'all are going to say, oh, my God, did I, why would you say that? All these women can't be lying. I mean, they can. <laughs> but I don't think all of them are lying. I think... I think the ones that are saying, oh, he asked them for favors or things like that. I don't know if that happened or if it did. But the, the two women that are specifically saying sexual assault. And I don't want to be one of these people that don't believe the women. But I do personally. And this is my own struggle that I have to deal with. Right, wrong or indifferent. It's mine. I do struggle with you waiting an extensive period of time before you say something because it just becomes he said, she said at that point. There's absolutely no, positively no way that you'll have evidence unless you are Kelly and you got a whole bunch of videos stored up somewhere. There's no, there's absolutely no way that you would have ev evidence to prove that. So I struggle with that because I, I'm, I'm definitely, you got to prove it to me. And I'm just not the type of person that your word is going to be enough to do that. And that's not just the, within these types of situations, that's just everything. You, if you don't have the evidence to back up what you're saying, I'm not just probably not going to buy it. But that's just me. But now, the Houston Texans are basically paying Deshaun Watson to stay away. He doesn't want to play for them. They don't want him to play for them. They've actually turned down some good deals. I believe somebody offered them a ton of first-round uh, draft picks and a, and a couple of third-round draft picks before the NFL draft, and they turned it down. So if you don't want him to play, and if you don't want him, why wouldn't you take 
why wouldn't you take the deal? Obviously, the trade deadline for the NFL is coming up in November. So I do, in my heart of hearts, think that they're going to wait until November, which is stupid to me. Because in, in my head, they're think the only way they're waiting to the November trade deadline makes sense is if you're saying in your head, you know what? Maybe these legal woes will be settled by then, and then we can move on. Then we can make an educated decision as to what we're going to do. That's not, he's not even going to be depositioned until the end of the season. So you're not going to get any resolve on this situation. So why sit on it? He don't want to mess with y'all. Y'all don't want to mess with him. So what's the point? But now here's the thing. You got this rookie that, like I said, he didn't do bad, but he didn't do Deshaun Watson good either. Do you try to miraculously <laughs> make a good bulk of these accusations go away? By the way, another reason why I think that is the attorney that's representing these women is friends with the owner of the Texans. So a little suspect to me. But do you try to like mitigate this situation so you can get Deshaun Watson back? Or are you just cool to tank this season? I mean, the Texans have done absolutely everything to be a trash organization, so I can see them just staying the course. But uh, y'all let me know. Y'all DM me or y'all message me at Fanatic and let me know what you think about that. Next topic. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Vaccine mandates are coming down. We all knew. If you listen to the opposite reaction with myself and Nick Hamilton, Nick Hamilton was the first one to say, you need to be prepared because these vaccine mandates are coming down. I said, absolutely not. There is no way in hell our government is going to force us to take a vaccine. I don't know why the hell I thought that. It's not like they don't make kids take these vaccines, even though they know, scientifically speaking, there are things in those vaccines that are detrimental to young black men. I don't give a damn about that. If you want to go to school, you got to take this vaccine. So I don't know why I got it in my head <laughs> that they weren't going to make us do this. So here's where I am. I personally had vowed that I was not going to take the vaccine. I am still 100% leery of this vaccine. I'm not, I'm not making stuff up like Nicki Minaj where you're saying, oh, hey, you know, my sister's cousin's best friend twice removed that she met down at the 7-Eleven. His balls got really big. Like, I'm not saying anything outlandish like that. But I have heard two specifically that I know, not like personal friends, but friends of a good friend of mine got the shot and they haven't had a cycle in six months. So when I see, when I know that, and I know that's a fact, and then I see people online saying they haven't had a cycle since they got it. And that was in January. And now they're wondering if they're becoming infertile. That's, that's a serious concern to me. And I don't care what doctors say. That's a serious concern to me. So for those of you guys who are leery of the vaccine, let me tell you right now, I'm 100% vaccinated. And, and every time I've had a headache all day today, I never get headaches. I'm borderline hypochondriac. And I know that every time that headache throbs a little too hard, I, I be wondering it could be. And it's not because I'm dehydrated because I drink water like all day, every day. I got a decent amount of sleep last night. Haven't been drinking what the hell is this headache about? You know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that that I'm like, oh, damn, there's some weird ass side effects. There's something weird growing in my brain. And I understand that that's like a worst case scenario. But trust me when I tell you, I am fully vaccinated and I am worried. So for those of you who don't want to get the vaccine because you're worried, not mad at you. 
aside from this, the reason I got the vaccine wasn't because I wanted to. It was because I wanted to make sure my pocket stayed right. I worked so hard to get to the point where I have the savings that I have, the credit score that I have and live where I live. I am not trying to put myself in a position to go back to that struggle life. I have been in that struggle life. Y'all can have it. And if me being there's, there's two separate situations. I do a lot of freelance work. So for those of you who don't know, I work at the fumble. I work at the long beach post and then, but that, that's not those two jobs. While I love them both, they don't maintain the lifestyle that I want. Like I want to have play money. I want to have savings money. I want to have travel money. Sure. Those two together would, you know, let me pay rent and eat, but I want to do more than that. So because of that, I freelance all the time. I've had, I have people tell me all the time, did I see you want? Yes, you did. Cause I'm out here freelancing, but two of those jobs in particular are back in studio. The fumble's not in studio long beach post where we're back in the office. They didn't make me get vaccinated though. However, some of the things that I knew that were coming up that I had to cover, I had to be vaccinated. Number one, going back into the arenas and being able to interview players. I knew I was going to have to be vaccinated. I'm covering the Grand Prix this weekend. They, I had to show them my vaccination card just to get a press pass. I had to be vaccinated to get into the iHeartRadio studios. So these are things that you know, and then you have to say to yourself, all right, I'm gonna, if I don't get vaccinated, at least this is what I did. If I don't get vaccinated, I'm gonna miss this money, this money, and this money, which means that this money, this money, this money isn't gonna go into this account, this account, this account. Nope, getting vaccinated. It's free, I'm doing it. That's me. I'm not saying... That's why y'all should do it unless you're going to miss out on some money. So this is what I wanted to ask y'all about, right? So Andre Wiggins for, um, for the Warriors, he knows that there's a mandate in San Francisco that is going to prevent anyone from entering an arena if they're not vaccinated. This includes players. So that means he couldn't practice. That means he can't go to games. He's going to miss like if he doesn't if he doesn't do this, he's going to he's he's going to miss something like three million dollars. That's the money he's going to lose out if he if he doesn't play those. I believe it's like nine games that he that they have in Chase Stadium off the top. And that's just for those games. That doesn't include whatever he's money he's going to miss for practices or whatever money he's going to miss because he's got fined. What? 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 Look, <laughs> I don't make nowhere close. To thirty, he he's he's guaranteed thirty three million. Thirty is it thirty or thirty three? I think it's thirty million dollars. He is guaranteed this year. So maybe for him, missing out on three million dollars is not a big thing. But sir, if that three million dollars is really nothing to you, then donate it. I remember in two thousand nineteen, he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna donate twenty two dollars for every shot that I make." Go back to doing something like that if that money doesn't mean anything to you and then donate that to your community. I just, and I get it. I do, I get it. But I just, I don't know, y'all. Y'all gonna have to let me know how you feel about this, but there's no way in hell I'm about to miss out on $3 million because of this vaccine. Because people say, oh, well, if you if you eat CMOS and blah, 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 you know, it'll boost your immune system. I'm not doubting that. I haven't been sick since 2016. Most of that is because I got this book called, um, well, the new one I have is called Out of Eden. So it has all like these herbs and stuff that'll help to keep you healthy and all that. 
matter of fact, I need to look into that book because there's a remedy in there for headaches. And I've just really been trying to take really good care of myself. I don't eat a lot of meat. I'm not a vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm not going to be vegan because I love cheese. But I don't eat a lot of meat. I drink a ton of water, take a lot of vitamin C, garlic. I do do the sea moss. So I, I do what I can to be healthy, but I'm also trying to be safe. My mom is older. I don't know how I would feel if I ended up, because I am pretty strong and I am healthy, so if I, I could literally have it and not know it, and then if I pass it on to my el elderly mother, I would never be able to forgive myself. So it's a twofold reason for me. But all I'm saying is, y'all, don't lose your money over how you feel about this vaccine. That don't make no good sense. And I get it. I get it. Sort of. Kind of. Not really. Y'all act like a whole, like hundreds of thousands of people haven't died from the... Do what you do, but try not to let it mess with your pockets. Let me know how you feel about that. Let me know if your job came to you today and said, hey, if you don't get your first shot by the end of next week, you are fired. Let me know how that would make you feel. Let me know if you would quit. Could you, could you afford to quit? Do you have enough money saved up that you would be good for at least a year before maybe these vaccine mandates went away? Let me know that. Again, DM me, J Ray the Fanatic. When we come back, we're going to get into another touchy subject. So stay with me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Once again, this is At The Half. I'm your girl, Jackie Ray. Don't forget to follow me on all things social media at jraythefanatic. Check me out every single weekday. Uh, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Fumble Live. Don't forget to check out The Opposite Reaction every Tuesday. Um, we're on the Good News Radio. You can download the app and you can chat with us live on that. Don't forget to check out The Word on Long Beach. That is the podcast that I do for the Long Beach Post. Check out the Going Rogan show next weekend. I said, y'all, I'm everywhere. Just make sure you follow me on social media so you can keep up with that. This next topic, I just, it's again, I think today is just one of those days where I just really want to get your feedback, your opinion on how you feel about some of these situations. So I have an acquaintance. I don't use the word friend because my friends are family. So I have an acquaintance um, who is a part of the LGBTQ community who, thank you for listening to my podcast. If you're out there, I appreciate you. And I told you I was going to talk about this topic. <laughs> so, but he came to me and he was like, you know what? You're always like super pro black. You're always talking about black stuff. You're always encouraging black love, um, black businesses, all that stuff, black home ownership, ownership, but you never really talk about the black, um, LGBTQ community. And how can you be pro black if you're not you know, talking about those types of things. And I says, well, I have talked about it before. I've talked about, you know, not, I don't dive into it because I'm not part of that community, number one. And number two, and I'm still going to stand behind this, there are things that affect the LGBTQ community that have nothing to do with you being black. It's it's specifically the LGBTQ community. Um, if there's something that I could help you with and somebody let me know that, of course, absolutely positively would do that. I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. That doesn't mean I feel any type of way about that community. I also very much love my Latino brothers and sisters out there. I literally love them, but I don't, you guys don't hear me talking about that on this show because I'm not a part of that community. However, I have had on several occasions, 
Um, one of my brothers and sisters from that community come to me and say, Jackie, can you come help with this? Can you come and MC this? Absolutely. Give me some Spanish words that I can say, you know, cause I want to at least try to learn. And I am trying to learn Spanish. I think that's an important language to learn, but I'm struggling cause I just don't have the time to invest in it. Absolutely. I will help that as, as much as I can. In all honesty, if there's anything that I can do to help our communities, especially our black and brown communities, I'm going to do it. But as far as my personal focus, my personal focus is this. So I'm probably not going to see it if you don't bring it to me. So I'm asking you to bring it to me. So I said, you know, but I have talked about it on the show. I mean, it's not like I've never talked about, you know, topics. I have talked about, you know, for example, transgender and sports. And then he was like, well, how do you feel about that? And I'm like, I actually don't know for sure how I feel about it. I do have strong opinions about it, but I don't know how I feel about it because I haven't seen I haven't seen it come up enough in the sports specifically that I follow. Now, I've heard and I've seen that this has come up in like high school sports and things like that. But it's not it's not prevalent enough for it to be a topic that I'm really kind of looking into. But I promised I would look into it. So I did. So on June 1st, which is petty as hell, because that's the first day day of Pride Month, Florida. Oh, you know, it's going to be a problem when I started off with Florida. But Florida became the eighth state in 2021 to ban transgender girls and women in public secondary schools and colleges from participating on girls and women's sports teams. There are 30 other states that have introduced similar bills, but only eight have passed those bills. Um, so for me personally, you know, this is another one of those difficult ones. He, he and I talked about it and he was like, well, yeah, the, you know, transgender women should be able to play you know, with in women's sports. I don't agree with that personally at all. I do not agree with that. And one of the reasons I don't agree with that specifically is because of Fallon Fox. If you don't know who Fallon Fox is, Fallon Fox is an MMA artist. She, you know, does the UFC fighting. Now she is fighting. They're letting Fallon Fox fight as a woman. This woman, I haven't, I stopped watching her fights after she literally bashed someone's skull in. (laughs) So hell no. And to me, it just, it, it looked, it didn't look like there was, it was on an even playing field at all. So for me, I'm like, no, this, this is clearly an unfair advantage. And I've, I've heard people talking, they're saying, oh, well, they're taking, um, you know, testosterone inhibitors and things like that. But when you, when you have to take something that inhibits, that means that it is. So it's, for me, it's, it's one of those things that is kind of perplexing to me because for example, in high school, you have JV, you have varsity, you have male and female. So the JV team usually is like the, the younger kids, um, freshmen, maybe sophomore, unless you're super dope, then you can go to the varsity. But sometimes if you're just not that good, you'll be stuck on the JV squad for a while. So we have these differences in JV and varsity boys, men and women in high school. We have age differences when we're talking about younger kids in sports. We have weight classes as far as like boxing. And it's, we have all these differences on how we separate who can, for example, in, in boxing, who can fight where, what weight class you can be in. Why can't we create an, an, an entirely different thing? I mean, I feel like if XFL, which is a spinoff of the NFL, which actually did decent when it first came out. Um, and I, I believe the rock 
and his wife are are going to be continuing that now. But if we can have the XFL, arena football, which everyone said would not do well, arena football is still doing its thing, not in every state, not in every city, but it's still doing its thing. People said that WNBA wouldn't last. It's doing its thing. Why can't we have a transgender sports sports conference? I don't understand why we can't do that. It seems like an easy fix to me. I'm not one of these people. I don't have a problem with bathrooms, especially if they have stars. Because let me tell you, I went to a restaurant here in L.A. not too long ago, and I walked in there, and there was a dude in there. It threw me completely off. He was like, no, it's a unisex bathroom. I was like, oh, Jesus. But there was a star, you know? So I don't care about that bathroom thing and, and, and all that good stuff. I do understand that if you're going to a spa or something like that, you know, maybe especially if they haven't transitioned all the way and y'all just going to be walking around there butt-ass naked, then maybe maybe you feel some type of way about that. I don't care. That's not what I care about. But I do feel like there's an advantage that men have over women physically. I'm, I'm not one of these women that think that women are just as strong as physically as men. I, I, I don't think that way. And I, I still believe that a biological woman is entirely different than a man who is now living as a woman. It's entirely different. It's not the same thing. I think if we all can agree on that, that they're, they're not remotely close to being the same, then we could find an even playing field. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel like this is an easy fix. I love sports, so I can't say that I wouldn't watch it. I would probably watch Fallon Fox if she had her own division. The reason why I don't watch her now is because she's going in there bashing in women's skulls. That seems wrong to me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Is, I mean, is it that, I don't understand. Is it that bad of a deal to, because if, if we're going to do that, then we might as well just make everything unisex. And I'll be damned if I see somebody, play, uh, <laughs> I don't want to see no girls playing with LeBron James. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm a woman. I don't want to see it. But if that's what we're doing, then we just got to make it unisex across the board. And then all of a sudden I'm going to see, you know, Floyd Money Mayweather flight fighting Reese Witherspoon. It doesn't make sense to me. So that's why either either we're going to say, hey, there are differences between all of us for whatever reason. We do we do celebrate that. We do have male and female stuff. So either we say, hey, we there's still differences. Let's celebrate those differences and let's figure out a way where you can have something that's as profitable and viable viable and that we market in the same way where you can be comfortable. We can be comfortable. They can be comfortable. We all can be comfortable and we can all do the sports that we love and we can all profit from it and we can all be, celebrate the athleticism that some of us, some of us aren't athletic regardless, but we can celebrate these athletes no matter how they identify or where they come from. It, why is that not an easy fix? I do not understand that. So if, if you can explain to me because wouldn't that be supporting, especially if we supported it? And maybe that's the thing. Maybe people feel like no one would support a transgender football league, a, tr a transgender um, basketball league or, or something like that. Maybe that's the problem. So maybe if we proved that we would support it, because I think we this is a similar conversation that we have surrounding the WNBA, that it that it doesn't get the support that it needs. So maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they, maybe any transgender sport would receive the same kind of problems that the WNBA has where there's no real support in that. So maybe we need to learn that lesson from the WNBA and then not only support the WNBA, but support any, any 
you know, transgender league that would come about. And I still don't understand why we don't support the WNBA. So I think that maybe that's the problem is we don't feel like they would be supported in the same way. So let me know because, and I'm not, again, this isn't one of those things where I'm trying to be kind of, I don't know what the fix is for this. I definitely don't think that transgender women should be fighting biological women in, in sports. I've, I've watched Fallon fight too many times. There's nothing you can say to convince me of that. Absolutely not. Hell no. But I would damn sure watch her what fight. See, and that's the thing. I would watch her fight another dude and I would watch her fight in a transgender, um, you know, match. I would watch her. Because she's built like a freaking tank and she can fight. So, I mean, I would watch her do that. So I just don't know. This is a very touchy subject. And I do feel like a conversation is warranted in this, though. So I don't know what the fix is. I, I really don't. And I, I would love to have it fixed because I do feel bad, especially for young people. Like, I don't feel like young people should have to, to fight both fights, to have to fight to be who they are and play sports that's a that's a lot of fighting especially when you're young and I just don't think they should have to fight that fight but I don't know how else we would fix that because I do think it's a legitimate concern and I do think it's a legitimate thing that needs to be addressed I don't know how to address it I do think a dialogue is needed so perhaps that's what we need to do I like I said I don't follow high school sports like that so I would need to find like a transgender and I, I see that again, I don't know enough about this topic. I don't know. Are you fully transitioned in high school? Like, can you even do that? I don't know. There's a lot. If you are transgender, especially if you're transgender and you're in one, one of these random ass states, I'm sorry if you're in Florida, but if you're in one of these states that have passed this law, uh, how does, how does it make you feel? What would you like to see? What would you like the people to know? We really need to hear from you because at this point, I feel like we're hearing from a lot of politicians about what they think about it. But I have not personally heard from any transgender person about who wants to play a specific sport, how they feel about it. We need to hear from you. We need to we need to hear how you feel, what you think should happen. Is there a compromise between the two? And we need to try to figure this out so then when the next generation comes up, they don't have it as hard. So let's start that dialogue. That's my show for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, don't forget to follow me on all things social media, Jerry the Fanatic. Uh, hit me up there. Next week, we're going to be talking about your boy. Uh, what's his name? Kevin uh, Kevin Samuels or whatever. This, this man, we're going to talk about that next week. So y'all look forward to that. Go check him out so you can we can have a frame of reference and have an educated conversation about it. But that man get on my nerves. We're going to talk about that next week. But once again, it's your girl, Jackie Ray. Y'all be safe. Y'all take care of each other. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.